0: Hello, people. Welcome back to What is Life Dude episode two.
1: Yep. Hello.
0: I just gave Sarah the peace sign. <laughs> I was like, two, peace. Right.
1: Um,
0: hello. Welcome back.
1: Hope you're doing well.
0: Yeah. What are we going to talk about this this week uh, in the basement?
1: Quick administrative update.
0: Administrative. We are
1: waiting for all of our episodes to also be available on iTunes, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, slash Apple, same, same. It will happen soon, if not, if it hasn't happened by the time you're listening to this.
0: It should. We're waiting for Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and TuneIn, Mm -hmm. which in my head, I'm like, no one listens to those, but they really do. Yeah. People really do have so many different podcast apps and modes of listening.
1: Which is interesting.
0: So since, I mean, we had What Is Life dude, before, and it got approved and everything, Mm -hmm. but when we stopped and started again, we have to... We
1: started from scratch.
0: Yeah, they have to basically reapprove us. Yes, as a podcast. That's mm-hmm. what we're waiting for. So hopefully that'll, like Sarah said, that's where you're listening now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We figured we'd keep recording episodes.
1: Yeah, so we're recording this on, oh God, what day is it? Is it Friday?
0: Today's Friday.
1: Friday, next week, a week minus one day will be Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And we will be releasing our first Christmas cover as a single on Thanksgiving,
0: yep, because that's that's when Christmas starts, right?
1: Technically, after. I mean, some people are already playing Christmas music. That's true,
0: <laughs> isn't it? It's basically like <clears throat> like once you finish eating, right? And you're like in that food coma on the couch. You're like, all right, it's time <laughs> for Christmas music.
1: Hugh Mariah. <laughs> uh, well, here's the I question. I really can't <laughs> say. Are we going to be putting up our Christmas tree after Thanksgiving dinner?
0: I'm gonna. We're gonna put it up on Wednesday, yeah. before Thanksgiving. So when we come home on Thursday after Thanksgiving dinner, it's, it's set up.
1: <laughs> well, for context, <clears throat> last year Eric and I bought uh, like a—I was gonna say a reusable Christmas tree, mm-hmm. uh, an artificial Christmas tree. I mean, so reusable so is not wrong. Yeah, it's reusable. It's it's packed up in our basement but, into thirds. Um, and it was Eric's first Christmas tree because Eric is Jewish.
0: I'm Jewish physically, not in my heart or soul <laughs> or mind.
1: What, what are you in those, in that
0: regard? Re- religiously? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of just like, I don't care.
1: Soulless. Heartless.
0: Atheist. I don't know. What do those words even mean? Yeah. Anyway, so Thanksgiving, we're releasing Baby, It's Cold Outside. Yes. The beautiful yet controversial song.
1: Slightly controversial. I mean, controversial enough that John Legend and Kelly Clarkson just rewrote the lyrics.
0: Yeah, you should go listen to it and uh, DM DM us.
1: DM one of us.
0: Yeah, or actually, we changed the "What is Life, Dude?" Instagram to at Cute Threat because it's easier to market ourselves as Cute Threat, a band, than kind of the idea of "What is Life, Dude." Yeah. So all the podcast and music stuff and photos. All of our
1: joint endeavors will yeah. be on that Instagram, so you can DM us
0: at Cute Threat. The photo, the profile photo, is a selfie I took of Sarah and I, like. The third day we ever met in Colorado, (laughs) it's great. It's pretty cute. Mm -hmm. We both look like young children. We do, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're not. We're we were both in our twenties. Yeah. I don't know. We just.
1: Well, you look so young because I feel like your hair. You you had short hair, and my hair was
0: short, youthful, and I had a short beard
1: and rosy little cheeks.
0: (laughs) It was so hot then. Yes, it was. It was so hot when you visited. Yeah, that's more
1: ways than one.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I don't uh, know why jazz came to mind.
1: <laughs> what were we talking about? We were, baby talking it's cold about outside?
0: we were talking about the opposite of it being warm. We're talking about baby it's cold outside. Oh, yes. Yeah, so go listen to the new rewritten lyrics with Kelly Clarkson and John Legend and let us know your thoughts.
1: Yeah, they're politically correct. Um, but in our opinion, and in a lot of the internet's opinion, apparently went too far in the opposite direction. What's the opposite
0: <laughs> of the word chagrin? Because I was going to say to the chagrin of, but it's, it's not to the chagrin of the audience. It's the opposite. To the dismay.
1: No, chagrin is the same as like to the dismay.
0: Is chagrin bad? Yes. Oh, I thought chagrin much was- Much to
1: my chagrin.
0: Oh, I thought it was good. Nah. Oh, so much to the chagrin of <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. But anyway.
1: Vocally really good though. <clears throat> they both sound really nice.
0: They, they truly do. Mm-hmm. All right. So other creative endeavors. Three, how many days are in November?
1: 30 maybe (laughs) well on
0: December 1st which is either two or three days after Thanksgiving um, I am releasing a single my first single as a quote unquote solo project solo project I mean they're like still my my dudes musician friends who are playing with me it's not all me doing it but I'm releasing a song called You've Been With Me All Along which I wrote about Sarah
1: when did you write that?
0: I think I wrote that in like the spring?
1: This year's gone by so fast.
0: It really has. That's it's crazy. <laughs> almost, it's almost December. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. But I'm super excited about the song because it marks a drastic change in my musical...
1: Style? Sensibility?
0: S- stylistic. style Stylism.
1: <laughs> Good <laughs> welcome, job.
0: Welcome to What Is Life Dude, this where... This a writer. Where I make up words constantly. <laughs> What's the... Famous between us example of when I did that on the podcast.
1: I don't perspective, uh, perspective is
0: <laughs> perspectivize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you put something into perspective, <laughs> you perspectivize it. But
1: that might be a word, you know, <clears throat>
0: perspectivize. It, so- it definitely monumentous,
1: sounds monumentous. You also did. Said, I also say that, or one of us did.
0: It's monumental is what I was going for, right?
1: <laughs> Momentous and monumental. Oh, uh,
0: So I just portmanteau. Yeah. Constantly. 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 Okay, so this song marks a change in my musical direction. Um, I started writing music when I was in high school, and I kind of always just went for, like, the pop-punk kind of Green Day vibe because Green Day has been my biggest influence forever, basically. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I've loved them for my entire life. But I've recently learned how to take different music I like Mm -hmm. and – kind of make it influence me more does that right. make sense right i've been listening to other things and saying okay well what i used to do is kind of take new influences whether it's musicians who use like jazzier more fancier guitar chords but still incorporate it to like that kind of like kind right. of music where now i'm like well what if i took all these things i've learned and just change the style of music also so right. not everything's just fast and upbeat and has heavy guitars and heavy drums and heavy bass. Mm-hmm. What if I just chill out? But I think it makes sense because I think I have chilled out a lot over the last As few years. As a human? Yeah. Because of your influence, I'd say, is mostly. You? <laughs> you're like a You're a very calm person. And I'm <laughs> very much the opposite. Externally. And I think, I mean, <laughs> this is so stupid. I didn't know you before I met you. <laughs> I didn't know you before <laughs> I knew you, right? Right. So it's kind of hard for me to say, but I feel like you're probably more outgoing, out- outgoing than you used to be, right?
1: Um, I don't know if that's true. Maybe. Hmm. It might be. Okay. I think it, I think that's true, actually, be- just because you as an extrovert have a lot of friends, and I'm interacting with your friends, and that's like practice with right. being a human in social situations. So, I don't really get n- I, I am much less socially anxious than I ever was, but sometimes and it's hard I'm to but sometimes it's hard to tell whether that's your influence or just getting older. And yeah. Are you more socially anxious? No, you're I, just more reticent. You're like you value you value your alone time more, I think.
0: I, I don't even know if it's that. I think I just over the years over the last few years I've just been more in my head and thinking about reality and existence and the whole phrase, what is life, dude? Mm-hmm. Right, That's where it comes from, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm just less inclined to fake it right. and put up with people. And I kind of just...
1: People that don't enrich your life.
0: You yeah, and yeah. just like conversations. Like I've noticed if I'm at work or something and people start talking about something that either doesn't interest me or... I just kind of feel like these two people are just faking it. Like I can just tell they're sure. both being disingenuous with each other. Hmm. I'll just leave. I'll just be like, okay. And then I'll like turn around and okay, walk away. Hey, yeah. okay, I'm out <laughs> I'm Well,
1: that's a good thing, I think. And as long as you're, you know, not being all judgy about it.
0: No, I'm just kind of like, eh, I know I just, this, this conversation doesn't interest me. And like yeah. conversations like that, are like a microcosm of mm. the overall feeling. And I think I'm just more aware of being a person and talking to people. Right. And I feel like it should make me less socially anxious, right? Because if I think of it as like, oh, we're all, we all have these individual realities and experiences. So, why should I care mm-hmm. what these people think about me when right. they're thinking about the same thing in their head? When, but for some reason, the opposite happens. And I'm like, ooh, this is <laughs> weird. Everyone's looking at me. Why is everyone looking at me?
1: That's interesting.
0: I think I just used to not ever think like that mm-hmm. at all,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it led me to just be, "Well, I'm Eric. I'm wacky." <laughs>
1: right.
0: And now I'm like, "No, I'm Eric. I'm quiet."
1: You're not quiet. I'm definitely you're- not
0: quiet. No,
1: <laughs> you're still the most hammy ham of all time of all hams ever. Excuse me. In the history of hams.
0: Turn around and look at our dog. Uh-oh. Tell me who's a ham. He's, He's adorable. so cute. Gosh.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like. T- talk. this is uh, just one instance in which you and I are kind of like switching traits or moving in the direction of the other yeah which is interesting
0: <laughs> I mean we're balancing each other yeah we're growing from each other I think right how do you how do you mean that
1: well uh- this is something we've been talking about is how when we met you're this like very virgo rising kind of guy you write your lists you like need your plans <laughs> and i'm like oh i just go with the flow you tell me what to do i'm cool and now like lately i've been i the know one the who's, example you're gonna I'm use i'm the one who's like when
0: are we going to the gym
1: what time are we going to the gym what time are we going over to your family's house for thanksgiving what time is your mom getting here with her dog like is she staying for lunch like but I need to know, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care, man. Just go with the flow, baby. <laughs> I'm moving into my Capricorn North Node, people. Okay,
0: what um, what's happening in my brain? And by my brain, I mean my astrological brain.
1: I don't know. I think you're following your your you're following your heart. Mm. <laughs> I think you're just getting better at tapping into what you want to do, like in the moment.
0: Can you explain quick cl- quickly what a North Node does?
1: It's like the direction your soul is headed in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like your destiny for this lifetime. So mine's Capricorn. It's moving into, and and what's opposite Capricorn on the zodiac, on the astrological kind of wheel is cancer. And that's your south. No, that's where your soul has kind of come from. So it's kind of like karmic. Mm -hmm. It's what you're familiar with from your most recent lives. Um, I don't know if this is a little too weird for our listeners. I mean, the listeners know that I'm weird and mystical. here's, (laughs) Here's the
0: thing about that. Is that I am very skeptical. Yeah. And I'm very, oh God, what's the word? Like, when I hear stuff that's just a little too out there for me, I'm I'll be very quickly I'll be very quick to be like, nope, not listening. So not to be all high and mighty, but if I think astrology is fine. Get over it because
1: it—it <laughs> just makes sense. I mean, people don't have to believe in it. I just think it's, no, even but, if you don't believe in it, like it's just interesting. I th- I think you know. Here's it's the a thing. thought experiment.
0: Here's the thing, real quick about astrology, which is why I thought it was hooey nonsense. Mm-hmm. Oh, what does hooey mean? I feel like it might be offensive.
1: Hoo-y. No, no,
0: no. No, it's just like whoo. Is that what it means? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I thought it was hooey garbage, and before Sarah started reading about it and learning about well, it,
1: I also did prior to. March of this year.
0: Well, because when people talk about astrology, they're like, oh, this is my horoscope.
1: They're like, here's this shitty thing that I do, and here's why it's okay for me to do it.
0: <laughs> right. And the horoscope, there's, it says one thing about each sign, yeah. which is your sun sign, right? So, based on your birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, it's all based on your birthday, mm-hmm. uh, but it's where the sun was on your birthday. So, everyone reads that, and they're like, oh, well, it's so generic, and it could apply to everyone who has that sign. And yes, that's the point of those horoscopes. But what Sarah taught me is that there are a million celestial objects. Millions? Yeah. There's a lot. (laughs) There's there's literally more than a million, but figuratively there are a million. There are all these different celestial beings that were floating around the sky when you were born and still are. And they were in very specific locations when you were born. And they were in a different place based on... Where you, where you were born and when exactly you were born. So it makes sense that all these things in the universe are pulling on you as a person and shaping who you are and who you're going, going to be in some way, right? True, true that. Well, because it's the universe. The universe exists and we exist in it. So yeah. how much am I gesticulating right now? A lot. My arms are spread out <laughs> high.
1: He is flailing wildly.
0: So basically, to sum up my feelings about it, I don't think you can be like, well, this is my North Node, so I'm going to act like this. But it can definitely guide you and explain why you feel inclined to act some ways. It doesn't mean you have to. Right. It doesn't mean you have to act a certain way.
1: It's not a directive. No, that's what we're saying. Exactly. So my North Node's Capricorn, which is the very structured kind of authority, um, va- really values becoming an authority and an expert in something and mm-hmm. having status and being in charge of their own life and that's the opposite of what I've come from which is very like buried in my emotions very like oh I'm not gonna do this today because I feel so overwhelmed and I mean which isn't to say that you shouldn't take it easy sometimes when you're feeling sad but that's been a majority of my life up to this point and I'm moving into this place because I'm 28 now approaching Saturn return
0: she just gave me a one eyebrow (laughs) she like did the rock yeah. She raised one eyebrow and she said, I'm 28.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to actually kick some ass and be in charge of my own life. And, you know, yeah.
0: Oh, I do know. Yeah. How did we get to this conversation? Because I was talking about the musical direction. And I'm how you in. and
1: I, and how you've become a little more anxious little and more quiet chill. and chilled yeah. out. And I've become more like, "Well,"
0: <laughs> Right. And you're definitely not, when people meet you now, you're they're definitely not like, Oh, that's Sarah, she's an extrovert. Yeah. She's wild.
1: Yeah. People sometimes tell me they think I'm an extrovert based on my camera presence, which I
0: right. guess makes sense. I mean, that's just I think that's just what a lot of quiet YouTubers are mm-hmm. right? Like YouTube and the camera is your outlet to you don't have to worry yeah. about I don't know, it's it's very hard to Speak to people sometimes because mm-hmm. they're judging you in that moment, and you only yeah. have one shot. This is why you
1: only got one shot. Do not miss your chance. <laughs>
0: this opportunity comes once in a lifetime. <laughs> something something. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I like texting, like romantically. Yeah. Like when you and I were texting, it was it's a lot easier to flirt and that, stuff, right? Because you can you can type something out and say. Mm-hmm. Uh uh uh-uh, uh and you can delete it.
1: Right. And the emoji, I mean the power of the
0: emoji. Right. I mean so many eggplant emojis <laughs> when we were flirting and still now. <laughs> but I mean you get to you get to just try again. Right. But when you're speaking to someone, you can't. Yeah. You can't just take it back. Be like, hold on, let me try to be charismatic. Backspace, a- backspace, backspace. Right. Let me try to be charismatic a different way.
1: Yeah. It really worked out that we met the way we did because I'm not sure that we would have connected as quickly. Right. I-, I think it takes for me a while to like warm up to someone. Yeah. In physical space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it worked out. Because I love writing.
0: It's true. And I like being the hammiest of hams, <laughs> which is easier when you get to delete your text and then write it again. Mm-hmm. And now you love me. That's true. Right?
1: Right. So back to your music. Right? Tell me you love me <laughs> uh, in front of everyone.
0: <laughs> you, you say, I love you. I'm like, you're looking at Melvin. Eye contact, baby. I love you. I love you too. Music. Yeah, ham. Um,
1: I want to talk about it a little from my perspective.
0: Oh, I didn't know we were getting this.
1: So the, I asked why or when you had written this song that mm-hmm. is going to be released as a single on December first. <laughs>
0: you've been with me all along, <laughs> Air Games at the Air Games.
1: It's it like <laughs> I I remember almost like um like a clear point when you started like switching directions, and I just remember. Well, first off, you've been listening to so much John Mayer over the past year, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's influenced you a lot. And,
0: I want to get back to influences when we're done with this. Remind, yeah. Remind me.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you got a new guitar. And oh, I yeah. feel like the choice to get a new guitar, honestly, you know, I don't think anyone should ever wait to have like the perfect fancy setup to like accomplish their dreams and pursue their creative goals. But sometimes like making an investment that you know you're going to love and cherish for a long time, if not forever, like that is the push you need to be like, all right, I'm reinventing myself. I'm going to yeah. follow my heart.
0: Well, here's the thing on that. People people are like, oh, well, it doesn't matter what, what kind of gear you have. Remember, we were watching a video of Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, right. doing this big, long interview. and He was talking about he started playing drums on like, he, he bought different parts of his drum set from like a million different people. And it was like patched together. And he was like, it was rough, right. but like, I want to do it. So I did it. I like, I get that, but, like, if you can afford, mm-hmm. like, at least one tool to make yourself better, you should definitely invest in it, like you said. Right. And so both of my new guitar and the guitar I used to play for, mm-hmm. like, 10 years before that, they're both hanging on the wall in this room. So, like, just to give listeners a little, like, perspective on the matter just to
1: perspectivize it just to perspectivize
0: <laughs> it this is a momental moment what is it Mon- <laughs> <laughs> um so the guitar i used to play is i'm i'm gonna be specific for guitar players Go. and and non-specific so it's a gibson sg it is all black like i customized all the little parts so it's literally blacked out down in Mexico,
1: <laughs> blacked out again. You're gonna say it, right? Mexico. So I was waiting. I did not want to why interrupt I you.
0: <laughs> it's blacked out. Um, I switched one of the pickups, which is it's the it's the uh, the little tech thing that grabs oh, yeah. it grabs the sound waves and it sends it through to the amp, right? So I switched one of the I switched the stock one out for one that just makes it sound heavier and louder and grungier. Mm-hmm. It's like the most punk rock guitar i could have formulated right right and when you're when you have that tool and that's what you're writing all your music on what do you think's gonna come out You
1: gonna be hella punky
0: right it's just that's that's just the way it is (laughs) so i got a fender jaguar which Mm -hmm. it's bright blue and white and it's like beautiful and it's not punk rock at all it's very jazzy looking Mm. And it has a very jazzy kind of sound just based on the gear in it. Yeah. And it completely reshaped the way I think about playing guitar.
1: And I haven't seen you touch your other guitar since you got this. I haven't. Months ago.
0: And sorry, dad. That was my dad's guitar that he Mm -hmm. bought and never used. And and you stole. And I stole it (laughs) uh, with his permission. (laughs) But yeah, I I don't play it anymore because it's just...
1: Right. And it's funny because I remember when you were like eyeing the new guitar mm-hmm. and you were trying to be fiscally responsible and you were like, "Should I buy? It? I'm going to wait until I sell my other guitar first. Yeah. Not not the one he was just talking about, but he had another. We have so many instruments in this house, honestly. Yep. So we had another older older mm-hmm. older guitar that. Was he was technically
0: newer than the than the black one, but right. it was He deaf, wanted to old.
1: sell a different guitar first so he could put that money into this new one and I was like, "Listen, you know you're going to get use out of it immediately. Get it. Yeah. I'm like very much, um, I don't know. I feel like I give like unconventional advice, but I know you well, Mm -hmm. and I know that you kind of run off of that like excitement. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I had one new song before I got the Jaguar, Mm -hmm. and then I got it, and like the next five songs just like float out and, and I was like great now I have an EP.
1: And you've evolved a lot as a guitar player. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Just because it's been enjoyable for you to play on that instrument.
0: Right and I'm like I have this guitar I should I should know how to use it better. Right. And I should be able to play more in the style that the guitar's kind of made for. Right. But but with that being said, I there are a lot of like rock punk musicians who play that style of guitar. Yeah. Which is kind of it's kind of neat, but the way I envision that guitar sounding I'm like, I should learn how to, yeah, play some more jazz chords and know more theory and kind Mm of noodle better.
1: Yeah. Well, I just think you can't underestimate the importance of investing in your craft because... And yourself. Yeah. Like, I... So, I think if you aren't spending money on the things that really matter to you, you're certainly spending it on other things which matter less. You know what I mean? Like, it's easy to adjust your budget so that you can afford, you know... Things that are really going to bring you a lot of joy.
0: The funniest part is that I sold that other guitar Sarah was talking about Mm -hmm. two days ago. Yeah. So it's been like eight months. Yeah,
1: you would still be waiting. Exactly. To buy the guitar you really loved.
0: Yeah. Um, So I'm super glad I did it. Mm -hmm. But I want to go back to influences for a second. I saw... I was reading some article about marketing yourself as an artist, and... So, or it might have been. I was reading something about how to update your Spotify bio, your artist bio. Sure. And someone someone mentioned their influences, and the guy, one of the guys from Twenty One Pilots, once said he had a quote like, "Don't don't talk about your influences, basically, because then people will like pick out those names in your music and be like, oh, you know, you do sound like Green Day, right? Right? If you go, if like, if I." You know, in my in my old band, if I went around saying like, you know, Foo Fighters, Green Day, like a little bit of Andrew McMahon, Jacks Mannequin, they'd be like, oh, hey, you do sound like that and that mm-hmm. and that. And then they'll just lump you in with that. So that's why it's like this new music, <laughs> definitely been listening to a lot of John Mayer, but like, you know what? I'm going to stop there just because.
1: Well, what's I've noticed that even though you love Green Day, it's always kind of bothered you to be mm-hmm. compared to them. Yeah. Like, why do you think that is?
0: Because I want to be original, Mm. and I'm fine with influence. I'm, and and I know part of it is that I've because I grew up singing along to Green Day. I know when I sing rock music, especially like fast punk rock music, I turn into like Billy Joe kind of the singer from Green Day. Because that's just uh, how else you yeah. Like, of course, that's going to happen when you grow up only singing along to that music.
1: Yeah. I just wonder why it would bother you, because I feel like for the most part, a lot of like people mean it as a compliment. You know what I mean?
0: Right. And maybe it bothers me because people say it, and I don't agree with it, and I'm just yeah. like, you're wrong.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Right. Like there are some songs that absolutely don't sound like Green Day. Right. People are like, that song. Is, that song reminds me of Green Day. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm like, why? Like I know Billy. Jo- Billy Joe doesn't use that chord. What do you mean? It sounds like Green Day. <laughs>
1: but I think most people aren't really here. They're of getting like not. they're just getting vibes. Exactly like me.
0: Uh, I think you're more than vibes. You don't give yourself enough credit as a musician. Ever. You're like <laughs> I can't play guitar. I can't. And then you pick up the guitar and you like, like play beautiful <laughs> finger picking <laughs> stuff. Scooting Right. No, you're not going to say right because you don't agree. I don't
1: know.
0: But it's the truth. Yeah. From one guitarist to another. Yeah. You're good.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, what are we gonna do with Cute Threat after the Christmas that? album?
1: Oh, okay. So we are. Well, first off, we want to start playing some open mics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, what I don't know what the music scene is like here, but I don't know if places would let us just also play shows too. Do you know what I mean?
0: I'm sure if we looked for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, every show, because the only shows I've been to in Denver have been your shows, and you're obviously being paired with, like, other kind of rock and roll bands. Mm -hmm. And the only kind of low-key musician I've seen at one of your shows is Cold Cold Fire. Is that what it was? Who was just one man and one guitar.
0: Yeah, the acoustic act always is the opener, usually.
1: See, I would love to do that. Me too. And seeing that show, which was... Was that like over? That was a long time ago. I think so. I always love going. I don't know because when I'm I live with you and you know so many instruments and you have this band that makes sophisticated music and I'm always telling myself that my music needs to be a certain level of complexity to be like good and it's just <laughs> not true, you know.
0: Absolutely. And
1: the thing we've been talking about at, and. And like, I go to see a show and there's a guy with a guitar and it's beautiful. And I'm like, oh, that's my favorite part of the show. Besides <laughs> you, babe. Love you. Love you. Um, I, I just always love those reminders that people connect with your emotionality and the words you're saying. And it doesn't always have to be super sophisticated or, you know, things can be stripped down and still beautiful. And that's the kind of music I really like to listen to mm-hmm. as well. It's hard not to not compare yourself to,
0: and I, I struggle with that all the time. I'm like, this is too boring. I have to rewrite these chords to make it less boring. And yeah. then sometimes I'll do it and I'll listen back and be like, no, now it's, it's too comp. Now it's too much. Yeah. This is too much. It's too much. Like, clearly I'm trying to. But how music theory? What music theory can I use to make the sound different? Yeah. When sometimes it's just like it's you still sound different mm-hmm. than these other artists you're comparing yourself to, even if you feel like oh, well, I'm just playing like G, A, and D. It's like, yeah, but you're playing it differently than everyone else just because <coughs> you're you, yeah. right? Yes. I'm like, unless you're consciously like ripping off another artist, it's gonna, it's gonna sound different.
1: Right.
0: When it comes to playing shows, I'm curious to see what is out there mm-hmm. because all I know since I've moved here is like my old band gets paired with pop punk bands yeah, that we've only kind of somewhat fit in with. Right. But now, and this is part of the reason I wanted to either change the name or be a solo artist Mm -hmm. kind of thing, is because I don't want to be, oh, do you want to come play with these bands that you've played with before that we think you sound like, but actually you sound nothing like anymore? Right. Right. I don't want to go play shows with a bunch of bands that sound like some 41 where we have like a soft rock feel. Yeah. Because it just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure if we market ourselves and like okay well who's playing that kind of has the same vibe right then
1: mine is like a coffee house kind of vibe you know
0: um yeah and i've my sister worked at a coffee shop on long island and i came back for thanksgiving break senior year i think and i asked her i was like hey can you she didn't work there anymore but i was like hey can you like ask the people who run this place if i can just do a set like while i'm home she was like, "Yeah." So she talked to the owner, and she was like, "Yeah." She like, "Can you come in and just play for like two hours with a break, just like, set up a chair and a microphone and just play acoustic songs?" So I played like a th- a third of it was my songs, and two thirds of it were just covers. Right. And I just had my iPad on a stand in front of me with lyrics and chords. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like all my friends came, and random people came and sat down for ten minutes. And it's so fun, yeah. and there's no pressure because
1: says you well. That's going to be a huge hurdle for me. And that's why I think I, think so? I need to do it is because mm-hmm. I'm such an anxious person. And yeah. I just know that once I'm doing this, then I can really get to the next level.
0: Well, it's really nice because no one no one is paying to see you. Mm. There's no like, oh, uh, it's like a $15 cover, but there are like five bands. Right? And they're like, I don't want to see five bands. I just want to see you. And mm-hmm. I don't want to pay $15 to see you. <laughs> so you go to a coffee shop and you just play and people come in and out and maybe you have some friends that stay for half the time or the entire time. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, and heckle it's just, you yeah. and tell
1: you to sing Wonderwall.
0: Yeah. Are you talking <laughs> about Jeremy specifically? <laughs> Jeremy and Robbie? No. My, <laughs> I wrote a song three years ago that I've been playing with my old band forever since then. And my two friends, there's this one riff in that song that goes, Every time I play it, they go, Yeah! <laughs> And they freak out. It's so <laughs> so annoying, and it's so funny. But yeah, them specifically.
1: Yeah.
0: But we should do that. Let's just reach out to coffee shops and be like, Yeah, hey, can we come in on a Friday night and just play acoustic songs? Right. We'll play songs people know. Mm-hmm. You put out a little tip jar, and people put in their, their, <laughs> their spare change. It's so fun. I'm so excited. That's all yeah. I want to do now.
1: I'm excited too.
0: And covers are super easy.
1: And I love covers. I well, honestly love covers.
0: I'm, yeah, I mean, they're fine
1: performing them and listening to them.
0: <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan, as you know. Not yeah. you, listeners, you, Sarah. I do. Yeah,
1: I just think it's a great way to connect with people because I don't, it's just that entry point, you know, mm-hmm. it's something that you have in common with the audience immediately, and you put your own spin on it, especially if it's in an, an acoustic setting, then all of that, like. I don't, your personality is infused into the music. Yeah. Yeah. I love it.
0: My dad's going to love that you said this. My dad always pushes me to play covers. (laughs) Whoa, excuse me. almost just choked on my water. But I think, I think it's like, it's very situational for me. So if I'm going to play, oh, I'm going to see Eric Ames open for this band at this venue. Then I'm going to play all of my songs. Right. Right. But if we go to play if we go to if we go to a coffee shop to play, and we, we need to play for two hours, and I think that's the perfect place to do covers. That and I'm okay a long with that. Time. It really is. Two hours. It's like two it's like two ten song sets. Yeah. Right? You play like three cover or like three originals and seven covers, take a break, and then do mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. Um so I just think it depends on the situation you're in. And then I think covers are fine. Yeah. But the but the thing about that is when you play at a coffee shop or something, you can have a music stand with lyrics and chords on it, and it's normal. Yeah. But When you go, like, play at a venue, you're like, okay, no, no one's looking at any papers, no one's doing that, like, everything's memorized. Right. It's more like you're performing, and you're, like, yeah, performer, as opposed to, like, oh, some well, guy's sitting here playing guitar.
1: I think i treat the coffee shop as a performance still, too. Like, I wouldn't want to have stuff in front of me, honestly. Really? Yeah.
0: Interesting, because I always thought, like, oh, that's... That's fine. That's normal.
1: I mean, I don't, I wouldn't judge someone, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I take things very seriously. I'm Mm -hmm, very mm -hmm. like, I need to get in the zone. I got to like deck myself out. I got to look a certain way. Yeah. I'm very into the idea of just adopting this character to perform as. Right. I think that is useful for someone like me who is in her own head. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just leave the anxious part of me off stage. And I'll become this person,
0: right? Sarah Sullivan is anxious, but <laughs> Cute Threat is not. Yeah, or whichever character.
1: Mm-hmm. So we're gonna play a bunch of shows. Yeah, and then we're gonna do some original music. Mm-hmm. Eric's gonna keep his original songs for his solo project. Mm-hmm. I the music that I write is gonna go to Cute Threat. Mm-hmm. So I'm I write out the music, and then Eric helps me uh, arrange arrange it and add arrange all the and parts.
0: Record. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's going to be a Billie
0: Eilish situation yeah.
1: where it's like, you're not my brother.
0: That's a good point (laughs) on a personal level. (laughs) Talking about love. (laughs) But yeah, so we're going to do that and that's going to be great. And I'll just play all the instruments and sing harmonies and and stay out of the way, basically.
1: No, you'll be in the way.
0: Something in the way. In a good
1: way. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this kind of we meant to talk about this last week on the podcast but yeah. we forgot but we've been having this idea of pl- like playing shows it just leads us to this idea of like renting a tiny little house somewhere for like super cheap mm-hmm. and then just getting some sort of van maybe it's not going to be a van actually
1: pushing for the van life <laughs> even though i know him to be the most high maintenance <laughs> human being of all time and he would perish within a week of van life but and he, melvin would certainly wouldn't. perish Look at him. melvin he's, needs room to stretch out
0: <laughs> he does he's fighting to stay awake and he's gonna go back to sleep every time he lays in that chair he, like, sticks his head off the side and starts slipping and sliding out of the chair face first. <laughs> I know. I know I'm high maintenance. That's why I think, like, the partial van life would be cool. Like, the idea yeah. of driving a van to San Diego yeah. and playing some shows there and driving going L.A.
1: all up the West Coast.
0: Going to L.A. and then going to San Francisco, stopping by your old apartment in Millbrae. <laughs> and,
1: and then Milbraezy. going
0: to... Uh, which one's south? Po- Portland? <laughs> Portland. Or it's Oregon is south of Washington, right? Yeah. Okay, so Portland and then Seattle. And be like, all right, we're going home, baby, but to our ooh. little house. So not living in it full time for like a week or two yeah. weeks.
1: Yeah, well, doing little micro tours.
0: We could also just drive and and stay in cheap places. right?
1: And during the tours, like writing and meeting people, and networking and just like developing more proficiency as artists mm-hmm. and like really living in this in like the mindset of a like a touring musician. Yeah. And then coming home and like turning all of the inspiration we've gathered and everything we've written on our little tour into actual singles. Do you know what I mean?
0: I envision having one of those tiny little desks in a van and having one of these microphones and our little interface in our computer, one of our computers, yeah. and just writing songs and like recording the acoustic guitar and singing some vocals and some harmonies and like putting a- like just layering, mm. writing and layering all these parts that are just an acoustic guitar and just vocals, yeah. And being like, okay, this is what we wanted to sound like, yeah. kind of. And me like drumming on myself yeah. to do drums, and then coming back to our home base and going in the real studio with all of mm. our stuff and being okay. That, that part I drummed on my lap is now going to sound yeah. like this. Right? And this guitar part, oh, that's really going to be an electric guitar. <laughs> and then turning them into those singles. Right. That's what I envision.
1: So this idea came <clears> to yeah. us a, like, what, like three weeks, two, three weeks ago? Yeah. Where I was having a, like a little, uh, my, one of my depressive fits. And I was like, listen, I feel like I'm working so hard I'm doing these like sponsored videos I really don't like doing sponsorships FYI Um, yeah not my ideal not my ideal thing but let's
0: let's ignore the um,
1: let's not have another existential crisis on air
0: I was gonna say let's ignore the ad break that happened earlier in this episode
1: (laughs) no I mean I, I don't I don't judge people for doing sponsorships I don't think there's anything fundamentally evil about them but I would much rather be you know just creating things yeah you know Um, so I was having one of those moments where I had a deadline for a sponsorship and I was like, it was, I was really dragging my heels and I was like, why am I doing this? It's so that I can afford to live in this house and buy all this shit that I don't need, but I buy because I'm trying to like fill this void in my soul, (laughs) you know, like what so many of us are doing. Because we have this idea of what success looks like. And it looks like a lot of things. Yeah. And a big house. And we have so much room in this house. I mean, we are saving a lot of money living where we live. Oh, yeah. We, we don't live in Boulder or Denver. We live in this tiny little city in between them, uh, which is cheaper and has a lot of older people. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Our old neighbors. Yeah. So, I was, like, I was like having a meltdown. I was like, I just want to live in this place that has the bare minimum. I want a nice kitchen and a studio and a place to sleep, and I don't need any like I don't need anything else. Let's sell everything we don't need. like let's like let's like go all in in this in pursuit of this artistic life that we want, yeah. Eric's not paying attention to me because our dog's whining
0: i'm I'm paying attention to you. He's just he's hovering right above your head, looking stupid and kind of crying, and he's just <laughs> making weird eye contact, yeah. Sorry, I am listening though. Yeah. Oh, was there not more? No. Oh well, <laughs> I mean, I I just want like I'm just thinking about if we're if we're performing often and tra- <laughs> <if we're laughs> I don't know if the mic heard that, but he definitely made it. didn't. It was really our funny. dog just went. It was a really stupid sound. <laughs> so for traveling. Just in these to these cool places and playing songs that we already have done. Yeah, I just I just can't imagine how inspired we'd feel. Exactly, being like, oh well, we're like, I don't know, we're in we're like outside of Salt Lake City, like mm-hmm. in in the desert, right? Yeah. Ooh, what inspires us here? Oh, we're like uh, we're yeah. in Santa Monica, like on the beach, mm. like in our looking out at the, looking at our van into the beach, <laughs> and like I don't know what's just gonna come out. I know right we write all our music in one spot
1: right and it's just that yeah I love new experiences and I think that's why every time I travel I come back and I feel so like just different yeah like just changed and I always kind of like pine for that same experience and yeah I feel like like we're young and we don't need to be like we don't need the nice house to like impress our parents so that our parents think we have our shit together it's like we like (laughs) You know? Yeah. I just don't want to wait. Like, to keep doing the safe thing and, like, hoarding away money so that one day maybe we can feel free and, like, create music every day.
0: Well, are either...
1: is ridiculous.
0: Are either of us hoarding away money even? I am, kind of. Like, I'm not. I'm just
1: subsisting
0: yeah I'm just ex- I'm just surviving yeah so it feels even more wrong right right it's not even like well you know I have this job and I'm trying to make music on the side and stuff but like at least I'm putting a lot of money away yeah it's like no I, I have this job that I just don't ever want to be at and then I come home and I'm stressed from it and I'm tired from it and I'm not even getting that monetary return right right yep not making one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, at least I can put the money away, and then you know, then we can like, then we can stop for a second and do this. Yeah. So it's tough. Yeah. I'm so anxious at work too. Mm-hmm. I just feel like. Oh hello. I just feel oh the the little monster puppies awake. He's giving me smooches. I just. I just feel like I feel so out of place there now, mm-hmm. and that I'm not meant to be there, and it's very stressful. And people keep asking me questions. And I just, it feels, everything just feels wrong, right? I feel like I'm living in the wrong universe when I'm there. Yeah. And it sucks and it's hard. Yeah. Because this is the universe I need to live in.
1: Yeah. So uh, when our lease is up, we're going to downsize and make these things happen. And by then, I feel like we're going to be in such a different place, like, like, I'm going to have so much more competence, Mm -hmm. competency, competence
0: uh, as a musician.
1: I've been taking voice lessons for so long and it's like really paying off. And I feel like in a year from now, I'm just going to, I'm going to feel so good. And I'm going to have written so much because I'm making that a priority and it'll be just like the next logical step. I think
0: a year from now, we're going to have like 50 episodes of the podcast. (laughs) We're going to have so much music out there. We will have played. We're going to keep playing. Yeah. And I just truly, truly think that things are going to work out for us the way we want them to. Yeah. And we're going to end up doing the things we love to do and have fun doing as our lives.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to at least try. Otherwise, I mean, you can always come back to the life that we're living. You know what I mean? Like, you may as well just go all in. At least once in your life, because Mm -hmm. if it all falls through and you can really genuinely say you gave it your your all, then you can be like, well, I'll just come back to this safe thing that I've got going on here. Right. But if you don't try, you'll always wonder.
0: As Wayne Gretzky once said.
1: Who's that? (laughs) You
0: you miss, he was a hockey player. Oh. (laughs) You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. True that. And I know listeners who have watched The Office, you're saying... Wayne Gretzky said it and Michael Scott quoted it. I know you haven't watched The Office, babe, but it's a very famous thing. And from I never the never Office. Will. Never will. So on that note, I think that's a good way to wrap it up. That you should try <laughs> and you should go for it. And you should try to live the life you want to live. Because after all, what is life, dude? Mm-hmm. It's whatever you gosh darn make it. So with that being said, Thanksgiving, November 28th, our duo cute threat, is releasing a cover of baby it's cold outside on December 1st. I Eric Ames am releasing a song called you've been with me all along. And after that, it'll be Monday and there'll be another episode of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Action packed week, right? And like we said at the top, hopefully this will be in all the places by the time you're listening to it. And if it is on iTunes, it would be sweet if you gave us a little review because I think that's good for the podcast. And it helps us.
1: It is, yeah, and it does.
0: yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for listening.: Thank you. We will talk to you next week.:
1: Yeah. Bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> every every episode
1: <laughs> Just creepy. Fade you out. get
0: so quiet.
1: I get end. so quiet. Well my voice is my my voice was giving out from the beginning because I have been singing so loudly all morning. Yes. And, um,
0: now we have to record vocals for another beginning. song later.
1: Nope, it's your turn. What do you mean? You're gonna record your vocals today.
0: You have I can't sing harmonies.
1: Mama needs a little vocal rest.
0: Wait, <laughs> I, how am I supposed to sing harmonies? Is something you haven't recorded yet?
1: I don't know. We'll find out. Oh, bye. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>